This is Recovery Revolution Live. The episode you're about to listen to is live and unedited. If you'd like to join us on the live stream, you can find us on Facebook and YouTube. Facebook.com slash Recovery Revolution 100 or search Recovery Revolution Live on YouTube. All right, guys, we are live. JR, welcome. Welcome back. The infamous JR. Glad to be back. Glad to be allowed back on the show. Two weeks in a <laughs> row, man. Or was it? Weren't you on last week? I was, well, that was with LC. Oh, that was with LC. I was thinking that was one of our lives. That was his live. Yeah. Two interviews in a row, though, JR. That's pretty cool, man. I feel like we never see each other on on the live stream. I'm going for the record, man. Three in a row. Three in a row. We got Miss Janine joining us tonight, filling in for Ashley Grimes. Hi, guys. Welcome, Janine. Thank you guys so much for having me back. Yeah, of course. Glad to have you back. And we have Miss Caroline here tonight. She is an author, a recovery advocate, and the founder of the storytelling platform Bright Story Shine. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. We got two recovery authors in the house and two recovery podcasters. Should be a two good show. Two. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just glad to be here. Awesome. Well, if you wouldn't mind, maybe you could tell us a little bit more about yourself. Moi? Me? <laughs> I'm like, I want to hear from you all. I want to hear your stories. <laughs> um, but yeah. So, well, where do I start? Um, First off, can I just say I love Recovery Month? I don't know about you all, but I have just been getting just so excited and I get so much energy from the posts and the pictures and the events. I, um, When I lived in Wisconsin, I helped plan every year a recovery rally at the state capitol and oh, I miss those days. But I just love when I see those grassroots Recovery Month events because that energy behind them all the purple, um, the blue, just all of it. The family um, gets me really energized. And right before we popped on, I was looking, um, mobilized for recovery is driving a huge bus, right? Around the country. They were just in Georgia and my good friend Jessica has been traveling with them. And I saw some uh, uh, pictures from this event in Georgia, which I'm in Tennessee now, so it's pretty close. And it just, it I don't know, warms my heart, you know? Um, those events have really kept me going a lot of times and connecting with that community, whether it's at those events, whether it's in meetings, whether it's, you know, in a church or in all sorts of different spaces has really helped me along my own path. So I just, I get happy when I see other people experiencing that because I know how transformational that can be. Uh, but as you said, yes, I'm a recovery advocate. I'm an author. My book is coming out in March of 2023. I'm so excited. It's called Downstairs Church. We can talk a little bit about that, but it's coming out in a while. Um, I'm a mother. Oh, there it is. Beautiful. Love the cover. Morgan James Publishing. Thank you very much for the creative genius there. I don't know if you can notice. It's like a spiral staircase. Um, oh, I do notice. That was kind of this vision I had. I just wanted something about a staircase, some bold lettering. Um, yeah, beautiful. So this book is, um, is my baby, but I also have two real babies who are just turned four years old and, right. um, twins. Oh, thank you. Blessings of my recovery journey. Let me tell you, I didn't think that I would, um, ever get married, ever be a mother. Although I really hoped and dreamed for those, um, those things in my life for a really long time. And it was about, I had like six or seven years sober met my husband shortly after that, got married very shortly after that, found out I was pregnant. Then I found out it was two babies and I'm just like, Oh my gosh, you know, can life get any better? Um, and certainly there are, there are tough days too, but I found in recovery that the more that I show up and stick around and show up for other people and importantly like show up for myself, these good things happen, you know? And yeah, there are bad days too, but man, we've got this 
solid foundation to stand on. And I'm so grateful for, for the foundation that I have today um, to stand on. And I'm grateful for folks like you who highlight recovery stories and voices. And I'm just, I'm really thrilled to be here. I'll just keep saying that over and over again, how excited I am to be here tonight. And I'm excited my kids are sleeping. Can I say that too, as a mother and not yes. have to feel guilty about that? Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, Brett, I, my eyes went to Brett because he's like, yes, yes, you can be happy they're asleep. I knew he was like really supportive of that, and he was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. I love recovery month. Probably my favorite month of the year. Mm -hmm. We do a recovery challenge each year, and this is our third year, but last year we were partnered with Shatterproof, and they ran mm -hmm. the uh, – recovery month special in times square and they took like 20 of our pictures and post them on times square billboard it was amazing yeah oh. uh, it's like that is awesome. yeah so that yeah, is awesome. and mobilized recovery i'm a huge fan it's my third year being with them were you in vegas last year you know i haven't had a chance to be out there in person i've done the virtual events i'm actually moderating a panel at the mobilized conference um in a couple weeks on women's strengths um in recovery in the recovery space with the she recovers foundation so i'm really excited about that but yeah unfortunately i haven't been there in person next year though if they do it um i'll definitely be there but this bus thing i mean a tour across the u.s beautiful like whose idea was this i'm guessing ryan hampton's um <laughs> he's a smart guy <laughs> yeah they're coming to south carolina uh, uh i forgot the name of the town it's but uh i'm hoping to be there for that I would love um, to see the, who, who is the organization. Who's the organization that's on the bus? Who is doing that? It's Mobilize Recovery. It's part of uh, the Voices Project. Oh, that's what you said. Okay, okay, that's who's doing it. Okay, got it. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's a national grassroots campaign trying to trying to get us organized. Trying to get because you know everything starts locally. Right. That's the only way we can get you know the big issues changed. That's what why we did recovery town halls too. What do they do when they get to different cities? Do they just give out like information and tools, resources, that kind of thing? You want to answer that? Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. I, and that's my understanding. I mean, on their website, um, if you just go to Mobilize Recovery, I believe across America, they have, you know, for each city, there's different events. So sometimes there's town halls. Um, yeah, there's the link. Wow, you're good with that, Brett. Awesome. Um, sometimes there's town halls. They've had you know, community events and cookouts. They've had, you know, mayors and other policymakers there. Um, so just each, each it looks like each community, each local place kind of helps to organize their own event and the bus shows up and, you know, the mobilized recovery happens. Um, oh, so it's really exciting. That's awesome. Hey, Janine, you'd love it. Brad, you're part of, you, you got accepted this year, didn't you? I did, yeah. This will be my first year being a part of it. So what are you doing with them? Uh, they're doing it virtually this year, most of it. So they're doing different events that will be online is my okay. understanding. Are you like speaking or what are you doing? No, no, I'm just attending. Oh, okay. 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 Cool. So let's talk uh, about your uh, feature in recovery today magazine. <laughs> oh, I should have prepared some notes for this one, JR. Um, no, so um, the title, let's talk about sex and recovery. Nice. Baby. Does anyone get that reference, by the way? I talk, I, I basically say where that, that title comes from right in the beginning because I'm assuming uh, not everyone listened to Salt and Peppa. Um, I would start rapping right now, but um, that might make some uh, viewers uncomfortable. <laughs> If I did that, um, I, I would get, I think everyone would get uncomfortable with that. But anyways, um, loved that song growing up. Yeah. And, you know, I really wanted to explore this idea because I feel like, it, you know, I can speak from my own experience and my own journey. I have so many issues around intimacy. I've had to work through so many issues around trauma you know, not to get really heavy, but I've had so many issues around gender-based violence and sexual violence, a part of my, my active addiction and then recovery story. You know, sex has been a huge part of a lot of the challenges and obstacles I've had to work through. And now I'm in a healthy marriage, 
oh my God, it's a miracle. Um, seriously, everyone, it is a miracle um, for my my past story. Um, don't worry, I won't get into all the, the nitty gritty dirty details here. Um, it's PG, but you know, what I can say is the freedom that I found in my recovery journey and in my life by addressing the issues that I've had around sex and intimacy, I'm gonna kind of interchange those words a little bit. Um, but it's been incredibly freeing. And I think what actually kept me stuck for a long time was not recognizing that I needed to, to work on and address some of these things that were related to some of my experiences of trauma. You know, um, many of us, especially women, and research shows that over 80% of women in recovery have experienced some type of trauma, most oftentimes sexual trauma. Yet a lot of the recovery spaces that we walk into, first of all, don't feel comfortable uh, to share a lot of things. Oftentimes, um, you know, traditions dictate that we're not supposed to talk about other things. And so a lot of times these outside issues, these other things we have going on, there's no place, or at least for me personally, I didn't feel like there was a place to share about that. And I still carried so much shame, but I needed to heal from it. And so this article, you know, and there's some funny parts to it and stuff too, but, you know, I wanted to look at, hey, like what happens when we share openly about this? Like what can happen and, and transformation can happen, you know, healing can happen. You know, my active addiction for a long time, the reason I used was because, you know, I had undiagnosed post-traumatic stress disorder um, from tra some trauma that I experienced. But a lot of it was managing this issues around sex and I didn't know how to do it. So I drank and I used drugs and hey, that numbed me out for a while, right? Thank God I survived that. But I got to a place where I started working with a mental health counselor who really helped me see that I needed to do a lot more work around that area. Um, and so I'm grateful for that. And so I just, you know, I know it's a little edgy, um, and, you know, for folks who are familiar with my work, I mean, I talk about God a lot. I talk about my Christian faith, my faith-based recovery. So some of my readers are probably like, oh, well, what's she doing now? You know, are we, is this like, in a, like go in a different direction? No, not at all. Um, I, I don't think we, you know, we don't need to be afraid to talk about this stuff and this, um, this healing that we need. Uh, so anyways, have you read the article, JR? I'm assuming you did. I read, I read the first part of it. I, I'm, I'm going to go back and read it after the show, though, to be on, to, to be up front. Mm -hmm. But I, I read the first couple because it caught, it caught me off guard. I was like, I was like, sex and recovery. And, and, and I was like, care. <laughs> I was like, it didn't fit. I was right. like, but now I see it. Now I can see it. And you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, a trauma is definitely a big part of, uh, probably the majority of women out there that are in recovery. I mean, I I've seen it at our hospital at the, with the VA, a lot of the uh, female vets do not come in there because the source of their mm -hmm. trauma was during active duty. And what's the VA full of like, you know, uh, veteran dudes. So mm -hmm. yeah, I see that there, there does need to be a, uh, a safe place to work through that because you're right. I mean, you won't heal from it. Mm -hmm. unless you deal with it i mean otherwise it's gonna you know hold you hostage and and i'm so happy for you that you were able to get through yours through your uh issues and you know find you know peace and, and a loving relationship where you know you can mm -hmm. be 100 percent you yeah and it, it is possible it's interesting you you bring up the vajr i don't know if you know this about my background but i actually worked um, in graduate school. My internship placement for my social work program was at a VA addictive disorders treatment program um, in Wisconsin at the William S. Middleton Hospital. And um, I was, it was interesting, first off, like what a triggering environment that was for me at that time. And this was right around when things started to shift for me, when I realized some of these other issues that I needed to address. Um, you know, but like you said, walking into a room and it was, you know, 30 men who are working through some really significant trauma, um, combat, combat related trauma and other things. And for me, it was a different type of trauma, but I was so inspired and humbled and in awe 
of the men, I mean, it was primarily men who were showing up every day and dealing with these really challenging issues and things that they had faced. And me as, you know, as a civilian, having no understanding about, about some of this stuff um, and, and just learning so much. And I mean, I'm so grateful for that time and that experience I had working you know, alongside veterans. And, you know, I say working with, I was learning from, I I learned way more um, from that internship than I was ever able to give, you know, back at that time. But I learned right alongside folks that I was sitting with in a circle that I had some major issues that I needed to deal with, um, including post-traumatic stress disorder. And, um, you know, and that's when I decided, you know, I need to step out and reach out. I had, I saw a counselor, you know, I was able to access, um, after antidepressants, um, you know, other things to help my journey at that time, um, you know, and help me address some of these issues. Cause when we, especially sex, when we talk about needing to address sex, I needed to do that not only in a safe place, but with folks who've been trained to be able to help me manage um, and learn more about, you know, what was going on with me, especially physiologically, you know, with the traumatic stress, you know, those types of responses, you know, cortisol levels, all that stuff, not to get all scientific on you. That's not like where, where I'm at um, uh, with my uh, social work, social worker hat. But um, yeah, so it was, it was a beautiful, beautiful experience. So I just wanted to share that too. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, uh, I've been, you know, I was, I went through treatment at, at our VA and, you know, I've been through uh, a couple of different uh, therapists during that time. You know, they really tried. I mean, a lot of them really have a big heart for it. But that's a nice segue for me to, uh, to plug the veterans program down at Costa Rica Recovery. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear about it. I mean, it's it's great. Uh, my uh, my new buddy Justin just got it started. He was a veteran. I don't want to really share too much of his story because it's his. But I'll tell you the the basics. He 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 came he came out of uh, VA treatment in Minnesota or somewhere up there and got on the wrong plane. He was supposed to go to like San Jose, California. He ended up going to San Jose, Costa Rica. Oh my gosh. Wow. And he's, he, you know, he, he stumbled, Oops. you know, he was a little bit lost down there, but he ran into a, another army veteran. He's a former Green Beret medic. Uh, he's the founder of Costa Rica Recovery. And the guy's like, come on, I, I got you. And took him in his treatment facility, you know, for free, got him wow. sober. And Justin's way of giving back is, is you know, helping, you know, build this veterans program, which I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for, for the opportunity to be part of that. Cause you guys know that veterans are, do hold, have a special place in my heart since I am one. Mm-hmm. Carolyn, may I ask you a question? Sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Did you have, how long of a period of sobriety would you say you had, if any, before you started treatment for the sexual trauma or did they happen at the same time and do you recommend people get some sobriety off of their substance of choice before getting into therapy for sexual trauma or do you think that those things can happen at the same time or is it challenging if you're still close to the time that you were in active addiction what what was your experience and your thoughts on that yeah so thank you that's a wonderful question um and it's kind of i think over the years, the answer to that, at least from kind of the mental health professional side has shifted a little bit because I think traditionally the line of thinking was you needed to be sober uh, before you address some of your trauma and other types of issues. Now, I think that's shifting a little bit and I, you know, I can't speak for, you know, the whole behavioral healthcare field, but what I can say from my experience I wish I would have had the opportunity to address some of those things a lot earlier. I'm talking decades before I was able to at 30, right? For some trauma that happened, you know, in my teens. Um, And thankfully I made it out alive from that active addiction and all of those things that happened and subsequent traumas, because it generally happens again, um, especially for women in active addiction or again and again, right? Um, so, you know, I would, I, it, it's a tough question, you know, and everyone is different too. But for me personally, 
I wish, I wish someone would have sat across from me and been like, you're 14 years old, you know, why are you using hard drugs every day? You know, what happened? Not like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this to yourself in your life? But what happened in your life that you feel like you have to escape in this way, or you have to uh, numb yourself in this way? And I think sometimes people are afraid to ask those questions because what do you do with the answer? You know, if I say, oh, I was raped, well, what do you do with that? You know, what do families do with that? I think we need more family education and just community education around the issue too of support. But um, I think I was made aware of kind of my own struggle with it. When I started working in women's recovery housing, that's when it became very apparent how prevalent these issues are and how challenging it makes it for women. And I can only speak for women. I'm sure it affects men, all folks, right? But for women, when we don't address this, it's real hard to stay sober, you know? And even when I was in early sobriety, so I had like five or so years before I really started diving into this, um, five or so years sober, I still had issues with disordered eating. I still was in toxic relationships, kind of re-traumatized, you know, allowing that to happen, that re-traumatizing. I mean, all of that was still happening in recovery, you know? Um, was I really in recovery at that time? I mean, it's, you know, it's, I don't know. I think, I think we as, you know, folks in recovery, and that's why I'm so passionate about women's recovery advocacy, because there are so many of these issues. But yeah, in recovery housing, I mean, women were coming in and out, you know? Yeah. Totally. A lot of women that I've, that I've known have died um, from overdose specifically, but I believe because of untreated trauma, most oftentimes sexual trauma. So again, going back to that article and I know it was, I tried to do kind of a lighter spin on it. Like, let's talk about sex, baby, you know, oh, I'm not going to start singing, but like, you know, let's start talking about it. You know, when, you know, newcomers, women coming in, like sending people like, why, why are, you know, what happened? You know, do you want to talk about this? You know, and so what, maybe someone needs to, you know, have harm reduction methods, getting through dealing with some significant trauma, like whatever it takes, right? Whatever it takes, I believe. That's actually a really good idea. So maybe you could start there if there was some significant trauma and, rather than go through like a detox and go all the way to cold turkey right away, can you spend some time in the harm reduction framework while you're being treated for some of the other trauma? That's actually, that's a really good idea. I like that. I have another question if it's okay. And if this is too heavy, obviously just let me know. Don't answer. Do you feel that you, your addiction was a result of the trauma that you experienced or kind of which happened first or were you already in active addiction and some of these things happened or do you think that you would have been an addict anyways or do you think that that was related yeah i think it's i think that's a really tough question it's really right. hard to say but i you know by the time some pretty significant um things were happening in terms of um gender-based violence and some of those pieces i was heavily into addiction at that point, you know, as a teenager. Um, So I started, it was just kind of one of those, you know, we hear it all the time in recovery spaces. The first time I took a drink, you know, oh man, I remember that first drag of a Marlboro cigarette, you know, out in the woods in my parents' backyard. I loved it, you know, loved it. Same with, you know, every substance that would, that would come after that. And, um, you know, I think there's a part of my DNA um, that might be hardwired. There might be part of my spirit you know, that addiction is a part of my story. Um, I'm sorry. I just, I just saw the private chat. Um, I don't know where you all are going with that. Um, so, but, but I think, I think just asking those questions is, is beautiful. I mean, we need to just keep asking those questions of, of each other and learning from our experience because, there are so many women out there. Um, and I, I read, you know, read the statistics, you know, during COVID, since COVID, the rates of women with substance use disorders, boom, skyrocketed, you know, and what do we know goes hand in hand with that? Overdose fatalities and incidents of, um, you know, overdose, boom, everything is skyrocketing. So what what is going hand in hand with that? All of these other issues are happening, but we're not hearing about that. 
So, you know, how are we helping support women? So I think as advocates, I think we need to keep talking about this and making sure that, you know, with our recovery community organizations, Costa Rica recovery, you know, everyone uh, in the U.S. and globally, like how do we build these types of conferences? There you go. I, can I get a T-shirt, by the way? I would love to, to purchase a T-shirt. Um, but how can we have these conversations a part of our recovery community organizations, too, and the programming, the recovery support services that we're providing? Absolutely. I love that. I mean, that's the old, old uh, what's the saying? Instead of pulling them out of the river, go upstream and find out why they're jumping in the river. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love how uh, it's through the, you know, mobilized recovery, you know, the grassroots stuff that we're actually trying to, to change the way that, you know, society had dealt with, you know, substance abuse and, you know, so I think we're on the right path. I think we're still a little bit ways off from making it, you know, mm-hmm. more common. But I love that, you know, you got that fire in you. Janine, we're going to get that fire in you too now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've got that. <laughs> um, do you mind if I ask you another question, Caroline? Sorry. Oh, please. That's why I'm here. I want to let's have a conversation. Yeah. So if there was a young woman listening or man listening, early recovery and they didn't have a lot of resources, but they wanted to start treating some of these secondary issues, say it was a trauma, what would you, where could they start to like look for help in their area or what would you recommend? Yeah. So when people, you know, and I get, I get messaged a lot, like on social media and stuff, um, people reaching out for help. And one of the first things I always do to connect someone with their local community's resources is find your nearest recovery community organization. I point them to, you know, faces and voices of recovery. They have a map of a lot of the RCOs. Um, You know, I'll do some Google research. Basically, most of the states in the U.S. right now uh, have recovery community organizations and um, or other grassroots nonprofits because the people who are going to know where the resources are are those folks working in those grassroots organizations. And um, a lot of times they will have a pulse on, you know, where mental health providers are that may have a specialty. Uh, If someone doesn't have uh, insurance or is underinsured, you know, what are some options there? So I would start there. And I cannot say enough also about peer support and recovery coaching. You know, the recovery coach trainings that a lot of folks have been through CCAR and some others do a fabulous job of addressing some of that um, the trauma-informed pieces, um, and now a lot of folks are talking about resilient-centered and building some of those tools into recovery coaching. And so, just speaking with someone else in recovery um, who who may have a couple more years under their belt, who may have you know that recovery coach training, can also be helpful. So that would be another thing that I would also um, suggest if the person you know doesn't have you know the financial resources, say, to go to a, a trauma specialist or something like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you got sober through Celebrate Recovery? Is that or just? No, no, I did not. I did not get sober through Celebrate. I'm a huge fan of Celebrate. Um, hello, Celebrate friends. Um, I've certainly been to Celebrate Recovery meetings before, but, you know, my path has been, it's been a meandering one. Um, I've had, you know, I've, I've walked several different pathways from, you know, harm reduction to um, traditional um, self-help groups and fellowships and have kind of landed, um, I feel, in this place that just, you know, it's like, you know, when you, it's like when you get, you go home, right? You're, you're finally comfortable. Like you can take your shoes off, put your sweatpants on. By the way, I, I may be wearing sweatpants right now. Um, the world will never know. <laughs> But, I, you know, you feel like you're just you can be yourself and be comfortable. And that's kind of where I where I feel I'm at right now. Um, I have a faith community that I connect with. Actually, in the small town I live in, Tennessee, our church recently started a recovery ministry, a peer based recovery ministry. And um, we have a weekly speaker meeting and, um, you know, a women's group and just a place where, where we can share where I can share openly about my recovery story and also my you know, story of a relationship and connecting in a relationship with God and what that journey has been like. And, you know, I can talk freely and openly about all of those things um, and wrestle with, you know, um, 
what it means to be a Christian, you know, how it's, it's divisive in some ways, how, you know, a lot of times I, I don't like Christians, <laughs> um, you know, and what that means for my story and how I can be a part of a different conversation, um, you know, learning, you know, not to get all preachy preachy, but like, what does the Bible actually say? You know, what does Jesus actually say about how, sh how we should live? And um, there's a lot of similarities between what I've learned in traditional recovery spaces and what I'm, I'm learning and I've learned in faith-based spaces. Um, and I love that. And so my book actually, um, Downstairs Church, Finding Hope in the Grit of Faith, um, excuse me, of Trauma, Addiction and Trauma Recovery. Oh, there it is. Beautiful. Thank you. Um, I'm stumbling over the title there. I, I go into this. I talk about this. I talk about kind of the radical vulnerability that we experience in recovery spaces and how that relates to grace and kind of this concept of grace and what that means, you know, and how we can learn from each other, faith communities and recovery communities and how, you know, maybe we're not that different over after all, and maybe we shouldn't be that different. I don't know. Um, so I'm, I'm excited about that. I love, you know, as you can tell, I'm, I'm like, yay, getting all excited. I, by the way, when I'm excited, I start like singing, uh, my voice goes up an octave. So anyways, um, yeah. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Yours may go down. <laughs> JR's goes down, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but, well, um, yeah, you, you were on fire there. You were shining. You were shining bright. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I, I love it. And that's why I love the whole concept of multiple pathways. Or I'm, I'm hearing now they've actually, it has multiple change to all. Because now I'm seeing like all pathways of recovery. I'm like, yes, that's amazing. Because a lot of times, like for me personally, it's taken... I don't know, maybe all of the ways to, get to, exactly. to finally exactly. get home. And it's, it's, I, I feel good where I'm at today for sure. Awesome. I agree. I mean, we, we have some all recovery meetings here in Charleston now. Thanks. Nice. To wake up, wake up, Carolina. Amanda, I gave you a plug. <laughs> so we're giving so away a uh, free t shirt. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at recovery. that comment. Nice. Fred. <laughs> and we were talking before we started, JR. So are you you're, are you going to be planning a big recovery event in Costa Rica? Can we all kind of mark our calendars or what's happening there? Because I'm, I'm ready to buy my plane ticket for a plane tickets, actually, my family. <laughs> I see. Uh, I see my new CEO down in the comments down there, John Holian. So he'd be the man to answer that. But I'm hoping they they do. I hope they say, "Jr., bring it home," because um, I got a little bit of juice, just a little bit. So, Jr., I, I definitely like the idea of a woman's workshop down there, though. I mm -hmm. think that is very much needed. Mm -hmm. I mean, based off the you know the statistics on our page alone, it's like uh, 70, 75 percent are women. Wow. So, mm -hmm. I know there's a big there's a big need for it mm -hmm. and you know, i appreciate what you do i mean so jr you're moving to costa rica oh yeah never mind. <laughs> yeah i am <laughs> oh, you're just affiliated or you're affiliated with the program in costa rica that's very cool i didn't know that i am i am moving down there next month you uh, are i was offered a position you know to help counsel veterans and I mean, if you know me, you know that that's where my, my heart lies. Oh, that's so cool. That's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. It's, it was a tough decision. I mean, but it's, <clears throat> but they, they, it was beautiful down there. I loved it. I loved the people. I loved the staff. I mean, huge shout out to the Costa Rica recovery staff. I mean, they, 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 they were, they were all, you know, I, I seen it in their eyes, you know, cause I, I was going down there trying to interview everybody. You know, making sure they weren't just giving me the uh, the red carpet treatment. But I, I seen it. I, I see the patients, how they responded to treatment. Mm -hmm. you know, I did a couple of yoga sessions with them and sound therapy, meditation. I even did this uh, this dance uh, therapy one, too. And, and what I'm was like, their video Man. of that one? Yeah, I mean, I should get them to do the video on that one. We do a live stream. <laughs> well, we have that remind, video. It reminded me of Reiki. Because at the end of Reiki, you 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 throw off the energy. So that's the same same concept with the dance therapy. 
Would you like me to play the video? Yes, please do. I mean, please, I, I'm ready for it. I would love to see it. All right, here we go. Sugar and spine. I feel nice. Sugar and spine. love it i love it i'm i'm at peace now sign me up i'm i'm ready to go that's so cool my flight that's <laughs> so cool i mean it's a great program i mean i love the city too it's like i i got to walk around like one day the rest of the time they they actually put me to work <laughs> i gotta re renegotiate my contract now but i mean it it was great uh if if you want to travel Costa Rica is the spot to go. And I don't, I don't want to, well, I guess I can say that they're opening a second location on the, uh, village of Nassara, which is on the Pacific coast. Must be one of the best surf spots in the world. Oh, that's so cool. so I'll be able to do surf therapy. I might give a couple classes. I don't know. <laughs> nice. Nice. Awesome. Well, Caroline, we're so glad that you came on tonight. I know um, you got to run, but it has been a pleasure having you on. Yeah. Thank you so much, everybody. I'm just, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to connect and meet you all finally in person. And um, I would love to stay connected. And if there's anything I can ever do to support your work, you know, and with Costa Rica recovery, please do not hesitate to reach out. Awesome. Awesome. I will mention it to them, a, a woman's workshop and and a yoga step recovery retreat. I'll do that. That is that is what Nassar is known for, mountaintop yoga or something like for that. For sure, yeah. And you can do it. Yeah, I, I would love to do that. That would be awesome. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm practically a yogi myself. I've taken like three lessons. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it takes. <laughs> but thank you so much, Caroline. We really thank enjoyed so it. I love what you do. Keep doing it. You know, and... You, you you really lit up when you were talking about uh, your book. So I'm looking so, forward to it. 
Oh, and we got to exchange books. Yes, I will do that. If you message me your address and I will get that in the mail. Okay. And I All just right, threw the, uh, the link for that in the pre-order link in the Oh, comments. yeah, who won the shirt? Uh, we, we're not done yet. Just because oh, okay. Caroline's leaving, we still have other stuff to okay. do. We have a okay. shirt to oh, give away. We got, my uh, bad. we got a recovery <laughs> challenge to Oh, yeah, to you, do. We got we you got plug it things to do. But I feel like this is the appropriate song for for us to say goodbye to Carolyn. Yes. Oh, yeah, nice. Oh, I'm going to <laughs> Brett is the best producer of all time. I don't know about all that. I love yeah. this. Oh, my gosh. You guys are amazing. All right. I am signing out, everyone. Thank <laughs> you. Bye. Have a good night. All right. Let's give away a Costa Rica recovery shirt. How about that? What do you guys think? Let's do it. Let's Come on, it. J.R. Weaver. Let me win it. You already got one. You already got one. You're wearing, You're wearing it. it. Oh. And the winner of the Costa Rica recovery shirt is Jeff Vickers. Congratulations, Jeff Vickers. Mr. Vickers. All right. Oh, Jeff is on here. Hi, Jeff. He was a few minutes ago. Oh, I think he I commented a couple minutes ago. He might have jumped off when we started wrapping up. I don't know. I'm sure we'll see him in the comments if he's still yeah, here. Yeah, I'll let him know in our thread. Nice. So Janine, what's up with you? When you when are when can we expect the live stream? So, well, we I don't do a live stream, but the next episode will be out next Thursday. Finally, okay. um, I got so so. I also I owned until two months ago a, a fitness studio, also, mm -hmm. and I sold it, and it's been crazy what happened ever since then with the it's just delayed the podcast but um and then last sunday i had a guest cancel so it was supposed to be this past thursday but this sunday i have a great guest on um and um his name is doug bobst he has a he has a podcast called the adversity advantage and so his episode will release thursday the following thursday i have tracy helton she's really big in the harm reduction community but right you might have seen some of her stuff online um i'm doing her yeah, I'm interviewing her. So I've got some amazing guests lining up. And one of the reasons I literally sold my studio where I've been for eight years was to get more focused on the podcast and into my recovery stuff. Because I think I told you when I interviewed you, like the fact that you, when I meet people that wrote a book, when I meet people in recovery that actually like did the thing and wrote the book, it blows me away. And so, and I like have a book inside me that I want to write. And so I, Finally got rid of the studio so I could focus more on recovery stuff. So the show and the book. So that's what I've been up to. But this Thursday, thank you for asking. Chasing Heroin, for anybody that's um, not familiar, Heroin with an E is my show. And it'll be back next Thursday. So I'm really excited about that. Do you know that uh, when I started that book, it was one of the first things that I actually followed through and finished in right. 20 years. Yeah, it was yeah. my goal. I was like, I'm going to finish. I set a target, 200 pages. Hey, hey, <laughs> you got me all messed up. Now. I don't know where I'm at on the screen. They <laughs> bought a bunch of copies. That there's a men's rehab out here that listens to um, the my my show as one of their groups, and they just bought like four copies for the rehab in uh, Encinitas. Oh wow! Thank yeah. you so much. Sure, of course. Yeah, my my I probably would have sent them for God. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? She, asked, she was like, it's a private rehab. They can afford it. So oh, okay. But she messaged me and said, hey, can I see a picture of that book? And I thought she just wanted it for her. And she was like, okay, so-and-so is ordering four copies for the guys at group because they loved his episode. Isn't that cool? Oh, it's it's yeah. your skin. It's my skin here. My skin routine. Which I will Rest never. trying to get my secret recipe. Which I will never believe is soap and water. I'm sorry. Even right now, I was thinking about it. And I was like, was I just wrong that day? And I'm like, nope, guy looks 38. This is ridiculous. I don't I don't understand what happened. 38. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. I am 38. Tell me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, 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 that hurt. So, so get this, Brett's going on vacation tomorrow. He's going to Alabama. He's going to be in the car for 14 hours. Oh, my God. What are you going to Alabama is. for? Uh, that's where my wife's family's from. Okay. All right. We're going down there for a wedding. Okay. All right. Well, that'll yeah, be fun. I'm just, I'm just happy to have some time off of work. Yeah. You are a hardworking man. 
I'm always at work. He is. He's 60 hours a week. Easy. Well, plus all of his, you know the show constantly. He hasn't missed a week in like I just took the missed, two months off. I've missed two. I've missed two weeks in two and a half years. Okay, but that's insane. I've had to take <laughs> three season breaks. Like that's crazy, my friend. Although you're my your goals to me because hopefully now I'll be able to do that and not take season breaks. You know, it's a lot of work, but it's yeah. Now I'll have more time, hopefully. So, yeah, I'm I'm probably it's probably a little bit of like obsession and compulsion agree i think it's a good thing yeah it is a good thing it is a good thing. i'm slightly yeah. insane yeah so. but like you're right but we've channeled that into different areas like that's why i was so crazy about that freaking studio for eight years you know what i mean in 19 days when i started there and i just channeled my obsession as an addict into that place you know and I'm hoping to now do it with the show. And I think that's what you do, you know, obviously. But it's like, you know, if we could be out there addicted to dope or we could be out there addicted to work, mm -hmm. like I'd rather be addicted to work, you know. But I like what she said, the idea of like, are you really in recovery if you've got some of those other like the disordered eating and some of those other things? It's like, I think it's a process, you know, mm -hmm. and like the first thing we got to do is get the substance that's causing damage to our bodies and our lives. OK, the rest, you know less damaging and we manage it over time you know but i definitely think i channeled my addiction into my work you know <clears throat> yeah you gotta you gotta address the the major things first yes yes put out the fires first and then yes and then work on the other areas because the, yeah, the heroin addiction was a little yeah. more debilitating than overeating chocolate for me <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah and i mean i think we all are gonna have those struggles even with time away from the drugs like there's still right. areas that I could improve on like I, right. I'm not that I'm not the most physically fit individual I don't eat the best right. foods I don't sleep enough because I have so many things that I want to do in my day like there's plenty of areas where I could improve you know but how, how do you manage your schedule like how do you get so much done in a day <laughs> you have it like managed no okay <laughs> I, I, I work on the podcast and stuff a lot after my wife goes to bed. Okay. Okay. So that is kind of your time scheduled for that. It, that's a great use of your time, buddy. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Jared's like, keep doing it. <laughs> Middle of the night. That's, that's why I pay him the big bucks. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we've been blessed. I mean, this whole Brett, Jr power alliance powers that be yeah you guys work well together it's cool thank you we also have the promo for the recovery challenge oh yeah let's run it man let's run janine you gonna join our, our challenge or what um i am we do not have anything from california yet take california oh. recovers boom that's it so dial me in on what I would have to do for this recovery challenge. Because again, gotta, I've been. We I've been hey, we're getting ready to run the shop, run the promo. Okay, I've been knee deep in studio shit, so I'm not caught up on it. I'm so sorry. You just got to tell me about it. Here we go. Okay. There's no music or anything. Okay. I probably should have put some music behind this, but I didn't. Sorry, Jr. Yeah, just the poster you. board, cardboard piece of paper that says uh, your state, you know, supports recovery or or or. Uh, you know, city state recovers something like that with a hashtag. You know, he got the hashtag wrong, but I didn't want to say nothing. It should be what? 2022 recovery challenge. Why but... didn't you tell me when I sent you the video to proof? Watch it, it just said 2022 recovery challenge. Well, I mean, either way, he's saying the year should be in the front. Oh, yeah, I can never remember. Each year, I can never remember. Okay, I'll... so I just need to post a picture on my social media yep. with my clean date and my city. And say recovery challenge 2022. That's it. Mm -hmm. California. Okay. Let's see California. Let's get this get okay. California on the board. Okay, I'll do it. I'll do it, and I'll get my co-host Narcan Nate to do it too. Okay, you should get Nate on here too at some point for a guest. Yeah, I agree. Definitely, he's a great guest. I had him on my podcast a while did back. You? Okay. He did. Well, Brett controls the, the powers that be. We actually had him like two weeks apart randomly, like without mm -hmm. suggesting him to each other. I think he was on mine one week and yours like the next. It was crazy. He's actually my co-host now on Chasing Heroin, which is cool. He's a great co-host. But okay. I'll do the recovery challenge picture and I'll have Nate do it too. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Two 
Knock out California. Let's go. Yeah, like all you all you other states, we need you. We're a little bit behind. I think my vacation to Costa Rica kind of delayed things a little bit, but we got all month. It's for recovery month. Spread hope. And I just met a guy that reminds me so much of Narcan Nate, but he's from yeah. I think he's from Chicago. Okay. His name is Nick Sector. Uh-huh. And he reminds me so much of Narcan Nate. It's it's kind of frightening. Like the way he talks and stuff. The way he talks, they do the, they do the same kind of work. Oh, weird! He's actually booked to be on my show. I'm interviewing him. I think like next month or something. Okay. Oh, that's like, funny. Is this Narcan Nate's brother? Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> I'm just telling you said that. <laughs> it's Narcan Nick. Yeah, exactly. That's so funny. <laughs> that's a good looking shirt, Jar. And we didn't even show anybody what the back looks like. I think the back's even cooler oh, yeah. than the front. I mean, uh, Let me see. I'll show you on my butt, but oh, come on. <laughs> oh, cool. Oh, that's awesome. Pura Vida. That's so cool. I was a little I was a little late on, on the sound. <laughs> Sorry, JR. It's okay, man. It's okay. I missed my cue a little bit. T- tonight's show is proudly sponsored by Costa Rica recovers. Recovery. Hey, there you go. All right. Well, I don't think we really have anything else except for like the normal closing stuff. Unless you got anything else, Jr. or Janine. Um, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm, I'm good. Cool. I got a long. What's tomorrow? Oh yeah, I got a hell of a day tomorrow. We got like three it's people. Friday off. though, man. Tomorrow's Friday. Yeah, <laughs> just got to get through it. And my vacation coverage officially starts in four hours. Dude, I'm glad you're taking some time off. That's really cool. Drive carefully. I'm really glad you guys are doing that. That's good. I'm excited. A little yeah. Bit. Yeah. I don't I don't know if it if it translates through the camera, but I'm a little bit excited to take time off of work. It does right now when you started laughing, because that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Brett's so pretty even keel, pretty mellow, but that was a cute little smile. All right. All right. Let's do a little quick wrap up. All right. Thank you for everyone that tuned in tonight. If you are watching us on YouTube, please be sure to subscribe to the channel, turn on notifications so you know when we go live. And if you guys haven't figured out the pattern yet, it's every Thursday night. If you guys would like to send us a voice message, because we don't like this to just be a one-sided conversation, you can do so on the address on your screen, speak-2.us slash RRL, and you can leave up to a three-minute voice message. And I think that's all the announcements we have for tonight. I do another podcast called Recovery Survey. I drop a new episode every Wednesday morning. Um, I don't have a graphic for Janine's, but Janine also does a podcast that's about to be starting up called Chasing Heroin that's going to be starting next Thursday. So that's a week from today, Janine? Uh, yes, sir. The the ep- first episode of season four will release on Thursday. Nice. So be sure to subscribe to that. We also release an audio version of this broadcast. So if you guys want to take us with you on the road or can't sit there and watch our beautiful faces talk the whole time, (laughs) you can listen to the audio version. Just search for Recovery Revolution Live on your favorite podcast player. And we will see you guys next Thursday. Remember, guys, progress, not perfection.